All right, fans of the Block Sports Show, the final recording of 2020. This is episode 54, part two. And DJ Benny Bull and I are thrilled to be here and record for a good amount of time before he leaves to visit his brother. And the topic... Right. Speaking of the Bears, we're going to lead Bears off. Down. Bears down. We're going to lead off with the Bears. And the final potential game of the Bears season is Sunday, 325, against the Green Bay Packers on Fox. This is a big game for both teams. Biggest rival. Big rivals. And the Packers have dominated the rival for a while. Aaron Rodgers has dominated the Bears in his career. But we'll see. And pretty much background of the game. Very simple. If the Bears beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, they're automatically into the playoffs. If they lose to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and the Cardinals lose, then the Bears are in. But if the Cardinals beat the Rams, then the Bears are eliminated. So pretty much the Bears... Best chance would be beat the Packers and don't have to worry about the Cardinals because they'll be in with a win. If they lose, hope that the Cardinals lose. So those are the two scenarios for the Bears' playoff hopes. And most uh, experts, most people predicting the game think the Bears will go and lose. But they might pull out all the stops. Mitch Trubisky might go off. The offense might play well. The defense might hold Aaron Rodgers to a reasonable amount of points. I'm not saying keep him under 10 because that's ridiculous. But maybe keep him under 30 because the Bears offense has been playing better as of late. And the Packers defense is not fantastic. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities to get to 25 points maybe and keep the Packers under 25, which we'd win. And I listened to the Bears talk podcast with Under Center on NBC Sports. Before this, J.J. Stankiewicz and Cam Ellis interviewed former Bear Lance Briggs on the football show after show. He talked about his predictions for the game. Is it really a rivalry between the Bears and Packers? He talked about some of his biggest moments as a member of the Bears facing off against the Packers. And he fought the Bears would win but he was not completely optimistic he says they would lost he would not be shocked and then they talked after talked to him they interviewed uh, Olivia Reiner of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and she gave the Packers point of view the Packers side of things with statistics data how they've looked recently in Aaron Rodgers and she predicted a Packers win and at the end Cam Ellis, J.J. Sankiewicz, and Tony Gill, the producer, gave their um, predictions. And J.J. Sankiewicz predicted a Bears loss, but a Cardinals loss, so the Bears would make the playoffs. Cam Ellis predicted Bears loss and a Cardinals win, so the Bears would not make it. And then Tony said it would be Bears loss and Cardinals win. 
So two out of three think the Bears will not make the 20, play, 20 playoffs. But I think DJ Benny Bull and I, it's time for our predictions of the Bears season. Do you want to go first, DJ Benny the Bull, and then I'll end it? Sure, for the forthcoming uh, uh, two, possibly last game or uh, next two games at least, right? I say that something tells me that the Bears will be able to have a magic card up their sleeve and this Sunday at 325 starting, we will be able to not dominate yet, be able to defeat the Packers. That is my hope and that is my belief. And I believe that is fair enough for them, especially that we uh, have gotten better the last three weeks or so. And uh, I as for the versus the Rams, that might be a long shot uh, to be able to climb that mountain. And so I say that uh, we might not be able to. I say my feeling now is that they won't be able to uh, the be able to get back get past the Packers yet. They won't be able to uh, climb the mountain uh, against the Rams. All so right. That ends there. So let's let's hope for let's hope for a more positive outcome. All right, my predictions. I'm predict the score too. I would say a low scoring game. So uh, yeah. All right, my predictions: Bears lose to Aaron Rodgers Packers. I want to choose a W. I want to go for win. My heart's like, oh, win for sure. Bears are gonna do it. But also. I've been fooled so many times by the Bears. All the time, I'm like, they're going to win, and then they don't. And they betray me all the time. And I can't go with Aaron Rodgers losing to the Bears. Especially, he has always stated he loves to crush the Bears' hopes and dreams. He would do that by this W. Also, it would sew up the Packers' number one seed with a W. They would get home field advantage for the entirety of the playoffs in the NFC. And they would not have to play the first round, so they get a bye. And Lambeau is deadly in the wintertime with the snow and the horrible weather. So I think that the Bears come up short. I'll say 32-24 Packers win. And then for the Cardinals-Rams, I know the Rams don't have Johnny, or not Johnny. They don't have Jared Goff. He's not playing. He got hurt. With his finger. And they're making a quarterback who's never played before start for the Rams. The Rams do have a very good defense led by Aaron Donald. And no Cooper Cup either. He has COVID so he'll be playing. But the Cardinals have been very bad as of late. They've lost multiple games in a row. Looked very porous. And Kyler Murray has not looked good recently. So I'm going to go with a Rams 20-17-W. Cardinals eliminated. Bears make the 2020 playoffs against all odds. Yes, indeed. There is actually VSI uh, Foundation Bear Digest. It's a headline that reads by Gene Chamberlain uh, from today, actually from 22 minutes ago, 
posted, Beverage Bears could throw Aaron Rodgers in a well to stop him. Oh. It's going to be tough, yet uh, they're going to have to they're execute their approach. And uh, um, they said, so to speak, and get the middle push so they can't step up. If you just took look at the data, look at the tape, people have had success. Uh, Chuck Pagano said, uh, the Bears defensive coordinator, that is. And we've had success in the past. The Bears teams before have got here, have had success doing that. Our first game against these guys a year ago here when we opened up with them. Yeah, it's better to take chances by forcing Rodgers to throw in a pocket collapsing from the front than to lose containment and let him scramble to throw in the open field when where he can see every receiver and make big plays, the logic goes. It's easier to for the Bears strategy to collapse a pocket this time with defensive end Akeem Hicks playing. Hicks couldn't play the last game against Green Bay yet this time he will be. Uh, that was uh, a, well, I will say dominant, though. that was a 41-25, if you remember, loss for the Bears back in November 29th at Lambeau Field. No, that actually was that was a dominant win for the Packers. Turns out, yeah. The final score is deceiving. It was garbage time. Yeah, in terms of play, I'd say that was a different story. But yeah, on paper, though, no. Um, so uh, yeah. Also, we want to say it doesn't mean that the Bears can't beat Rogers yet. Um, if the defense did enough. Like back uh, twice in 2018 to win twice, keeping them contained, collapse them pocket. They might have squandered one of those in the end anyway. So, um, yeah, just be uh, slow down, be aggressor, and um, really trust the guys to do it. Um, and interesting stat before we go any further Rogers has won 19 of the 24 stats he's made against the Bears. Yep. And, uh, one of his five losses was a game with Shea McClellan back him away with injury, and he has a 105.3 lifetime passer rating against the Bears. So we have a battle for us. And, uh, yeah, we'll find a way to stop a A.A. Ron Rodgers Sunday. Yeah, and keep in touch and keep in mind, I think, if the Bears beat the Packers and make the playoffs, DJ Benny and Bull and I are going to have a quick like celebration, like the Bears did it. But a Bears bash. Bears bash. But if the Bears don't make the playoffs, don't look for that because we're not going to be celebrating the Bears not making the playoffs because that would be ridiculous. Unless you want like a Bears pity party, you're like no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but. Hopefully, by Monday, the Bears have punched their ticket to the playoffs as the seventh seed or sixth seed, probably seventh seed, if they make it. Hopefully, we're not talking about the Bears failed yet again to make the playoffs. Right. But, After all that progress uh, last few weeks, I saw Yeah. But the only silver lining was probably Ryan Pace would be fired, hopefully, if the Bears don't make the playoffs. But. Maybe Mr. Trubisky wouldn't come back either. <laughs> yeah, and thanks for listening to our Bears coverage. 
Coming up next is the main event of this part two, which is our Bulls talk slash NBA injury talk. Stay tuned for more coming shortly. Get ready, fans of the Bulldog Sports Show. We have made it. Final segment of the new, the old 2020. Moving on to 2021. This is it. Are you ready for your Bulls talk right now? I know I am. And we are here to talk in short succession of the most recent games between Pacers, Warriors, and Wizards. And also about the new Wizards game today because there's some explosive news we'll get to at the end. So first... We're going to be away still. The Pacers. Yes. And this game was pretty miserable, to be honest. Yeah, day after Christmas, we, uh, Boxing Day. Yep, Boxing Day. As we were talking about Bad City, <laughs> we're, we're uh, struggling against uh, DeMontis, the Bonists, and uh, Oladipo, and TJ Warren. Let's just say that against our former rival, uh, well, a former teammate. <laughs> And this game, our best offensive scorer was Zach Levine with 17. And I texted DJ Benable after the game. I've been doing that the past games I've watched, so not the Hawks one. So for, why is the Hawks one? Because we didn't do that. But I've been giving out grades on my notes app for each of the games for the players on the Bulls. And let me go back to my notes that I gave DJ Benny Bull for this game. Because I believe I did, right? Yes. Let me go. um, It was very... uh, Each time it changed for whoever got um, an A grade... Uh, there was one night where I believe no one got A grade except for uh, maybe Levine or Markkinen. But yeah, it's been it's been kind of up and down for for us, and uh, definitely a rocky start for the regular season as you're looking for that. Though yeah, we've been good as of uh, preseason, uh, yet uh, we're we're getting back to that again, which in the next games you'll find out. <laughs> but yeah, I guess the Pacers. Uh, we had the returns of. Our fave, our guy, Adam Akoka, he had five, and he didn't get a chance to contribute too much. And also, um, Otto Porter Jr., as well as Denzel Valentine making a grand return. Yep. Yeah, First and only game of the year. Oh, yes. And this was the uh, opener. This was the very first uh, for Garrett Temple, if I'm not mistaken. Or the second overall. That's correct. Got real minutes. So, it's very exciting. He's definitely uh, not, uh, well, like I said, real player, uh, like someone that will be a big uh, help for us going forward. Yep, and pretty much takeaways. Sabonis dominated the Bulls like I expected him to, a triple-double. 22 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds. Dominant in the paint. 
dominant from mid-range for Sabonis. TJ Warren played very well from outside. And Malcolm Brogdon was good, and El Depot was good as well. And overall, the Bulls never beat the Pacers, so I was not shocked. And we looked like the inferior squad. Okay, do you want to move on to the Warriors one now? Yes. Alright, so we faced uh, Steph, Steph Curry and James Wiseman, as well as Kelly Oubre Jr., as well as Andrew Wiggins, who uh, is still with Kelly the new squad. And uh, with his new cut, we're still not used to it. So yeah, he's been he's been doing very well. I'd say he's a uh, uh, by default the number two guy as of now for the Warriors. Would you agree? Who? Wiggins. Yeah, I can say that. Yes. Definitely, and he was a uh, high draft pick uh, in the NBA as well as uh, one of the you know sought after. Yeah, he had, a, he had a say in uh, where he was going. So, yeah, you know, I was surprised that he made moves so quick. And uh, now he's uh, really stepping up, as uh, Stacey King was saying, uh, that he, he didn't see this coming. <laughs> so, yeah, Wiggins, he, uh, he actually had uh, the most minutes right next to uh, Curry. Uh, they all had this, both had the same uh, with 19 up on the scoreboard. Nine rebounds, four assists. So yeah, the forward looking very good. How about um, the rookie, our, their center, James Wiseman, in 23 minutes, three rebounds, but up seven. And then Steph Curry with the concurrent, like I said, with the minutes, just like Wiggins with 36 uh, points on the board. Two rebounds and six assists. So. Yep, and this is a game the Bulls should have won. They had it. And I told Gigi Bang the Bull in the aftermath. I actually went in. Zach Levine hit the jumper with five seconds left to give the Bulls a 128 126 lead. That I thought the game had been won. So I threw off my Bulls house like, yeah, I was going crazy screaming, yeah. And then probably five seconds later, Damian Lee hit that three-pointer and the game was over and I was like, beep. Oh, wasn't, it wasn't the, the game ended like from a year ago against the Charlotte Hornets. Nope. Where Zach did the same similar maneuver that super last second three that he made. And I... Uh, the kicker being at one by one. So I thought that this is where it's going to go. Though, yeah, this is a tough win. For us, that, you know, not completely surprised that we would be able to lose them that way, kind of mess it up with that little time left and being um, that being the tiebreaker. And I was looking forward to us, you know, possibly going to OT. But what that wasn't the case, we just would have uh, secured that. So yeah, nothing's for sure with the Bulls for now, and yeah, especially with the well uh, the team, despite not having Draymond Green, uh, they also have Eric Michelle, who gave 15 points, two rebounds, two assists, uh, first 19 minutes in, 
And how about Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, looking uh, decent as well. Eighth, goes up to 30 and 11 rebounds. And he's actually part of your, I was about to say, the draft pool, your fantasy uh, lineup. A quick clarification, he was actually awful. I know eight points looks good, but he was like three for 16. He was awful in this game. He got 11 rebounds, which is very good. But yeah. shooting, he was awful. And yeah, also... Yeah, what I really meant was he didn't light up the scoreboard. Right, but right. Yeah, he definitely was a helper. And... And also, a final comment. Steph Curry says 36 points to go late. Uh, easy game for him. A classic Curry-esque performance. He played awful for long stretches of this game. He could not heat up from free. He missed free after free after free. Yeah, he was awful in the first half. But then the third quarter, he started to improve. And then the fourth quarter, he caught on fire. And then the Bulls went... Yeah. So incredible. Whereas the Bulls get less energy. Yeah. He's almost like a Westbrook. Except that, you know, he might be shorter, yet that doesn't matter. He has that, you know, his, uh, he's very consistent. Sure. His own way, so. All right. Do you want to move to the last one? The most recent one against the Wizards from this past Tuesday. Yeah, and we actually lost uh, against the Warriors, like I said, just by one. And then this one is a different story. We did not lose. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It was opposite day as we were victorious for the first time in the regular season with 115, 107 away at the Wizards. So, yeah, we're going up against uh, Westbrook, Beal, our uh, old friend, Rolo. And, of course, we also had a very uh, huge uh, player to go up against. Well, that is number 42, Davis Bertans. He, he looked uh, really good. And he had 26 minutes for... Four rebounds, two assists for 20 up on the scoreboard. And um, if you say also that Westbrook was looking uh, really good, you know, typical Westbrook, um, you know, might not be a 36-like stuff yet. Uh, he definitely is, uh, you know, in his, what he is for being a guard, 38 minutes, 15 rebounds, 11 assists for 21 uh, you know, that was another very scattered, uh, you know, the first half, you know, might look like he was, uh, you know, seeing uh, that consistency, like we always see, though, yeah, it was, uh, we made it hard for him, especially, and I heard that toward the end that Westbrook was actually beside himself, you know, <laughs> he was on the bench, uh, I'm not sure if he was shown on broadcast, yet he was uh, very uh, looking disappointed at uh, not being able to beat the Bulls in this one. Uh, it did appear that they had it, uh, you know, within the first 
that they continue uh, to also have with um, his partners with Breton looking good with the 26, like I said, uh, 20, um, and Bradley Beal, uh, as usual, 29 points, four rebounds, three assists, uh, yeah, 37 minutes in, and yeah, this is where, like, they expose the Bulls, where Beal, you know, take advantage of some easy, uh, you know, moments for us to uh, be able to guard, yet yeah, it is tough to, to guard now he's not Bill is not necessarily like a big big guy like marketing yet he is definitely a very uh, good guard and so continue with for the Bulls oh and by the way we still haven't seen um, my boy Rui Hachimura yet he's still out Who knows? What if he would have showed up? Maybe we would have lost. Yeah, it probably would have been even closer. One-sided. No, I thought I thought we could have won still, but it would have been closer. Right. Yeah, and transitioning on the bull side of the draw. When uh, Lori Markin looked fantastic for the first half. He had nine points for a rebound. Looked great. He was firing all, all cylinders with the three point shot. Hot sauce. But then, but then for some reason, Lauren Markin was like, "Excuse me," and never came back, and was gone. And they said, "Was a concussion? What was the problem?" Because at halftime, he never came back. And I was curious about what was the problem, but. After this, in a couple of minutes, we'll discuss what the problem really was. Wendell looked good again with a double-double. 10 points, 12 rebounds. Levine scoring 20-plus yet again. Kobe White had another dominant good performance, 18. Otto, great off the bench with 16 points. Garrett Temple, defensively very good, 12 points. Tomas with 10. Funny, all that was late. He had 0 points entering the 4th quarter. But I caught fire and got 10. This team, for most of the game, dominated the Wizards. Were ahead, playing far better. But then towards the end, collapsed. Not collapsed, but the Wizards started to come back. But luckily we held on for a good win over the Wizards. And the interesting thing is we might as well transition to the breaking news. So that concludes our recaps of these three matches, three games. Yeah, the Bulls won 115-107. Correct. Yeah, we might as well transition. And according to Casey Johnson of MC Sports Chicago, the Bulls will, for this game against the Wizards on Thursday, the 31st of December, there will be... There will be no Lori Markkinen, Sadoransky, Hutchinson, or Archie all out. Lori with a, a calf strain and other free due to health and safety protocol reasons will all be out. So that's a big blow to the Bulls roster. And who do you think, Otto? 
Do you think he'll start? Almost definitely. He's going to be pushed that leg for sure. And, um, you know, marking in, play some marking in and, and all. Yeah. And uh, I definitely, uh, if nothing else, with that, really hope that we finally see Mar- uh, Makoka possibly start. Or if not, just be, uh, be present uh, for this game. Uh, uh, we'll give him more minutes as he has earned. And uh, I want to think of who else, uh, if Thaddeus Young is not uh, completely ready yet. Uh, we we'll, should expect Garrett Temple to step up. Uh, really looking forward to seeing him more. Oh, it's beginning. It's about to. No, I just wanted to mention before we go that there's a big injury with the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie will be out for the rest of the year. And also Grizzly Young Superstar, John Morant, will also be out for a long time. And also, I cut New Orleans Noel from my fantasy roster. So if you're wondering why he was not discussed, he has been cut. And I picked up Kyle Anderson from the Grizzlies mm-hmm. instead of Noel. So Noel, gone. He's good. He's, he's uh, say, number two, number three guy for the Grizzlies right now. I think he's the, going to be the new point guard kind of type without John Murray on the team. Oh, the Kobe White. He's a forward, but they said he's a good ball handler, so he'll do a lot of the ball handling without oh, yeah. John Morant. Yeah, John Morant is the best, one of the best ball handlers. Well, I think that was a great ender. 2020 on the Bullock Sports Show has come to a close. Episode 54, Part 2, over. Stay tuned for Episode 55 at the start next week, probably, in 2021. Bye.